3: Happy Being Alive Day, especially if you recently jumped out of a plane on a secret mission from your parents, leaving your brother to only know your secret, and hope to the good Lord that you got home in one piece, and then you did. Happy Being Alive Day to you in particular. On this Wednesday, it's hour two of the DA Show, here on CBS Sports Radio, the free Odyssey app, all our great affiliates, Sirius XM 158, but yes, sadly... The no stream week continues. It's not just DA and Pete that are off, but there is no Andrew Kaplan this week as well. Greg, because just asked me for the calendar update. So I'll remind all of you that um, as of Monday, the four currently fully employed members of the show will all be here Monday through Thursday of next week. DA, myself, Pete, and Kaplan. DA's got one more summer Friday next week. And then I... Shocking to me that following Monday's Labor Day. So none of us will be here. And then that Tuesday shows up. And we should all be here. And I don't think we'll have a new member by then. But at one point that was the target date. That now seems too close to happen. And then we lose Bilotti for weeks. Because Bilotti going on paternity leave again. Because we're just rapid fire having babies and taking time off. So enjoy us all together as a group while you can. But... As crazy as August has been, September won't match that, but we're going to be a little all over the place again because why would it be simple? Why would it be consistent? For the rest of this week, though, it's me and Kevin Wall. Botcher for now, concerted today. Schwartz tomorrow, Caserta Friday. Mayhem continues here in August on the DA Show. But as always, we are happy that you are with us, uh, and we hope that you are at least half enjoying this kind of four-hour spring training staff game here for you. Before we are done this morning, we will continue sounds of Saturday. Jeff Colhaime, the voice of FSU football, will join us tomorrow. USC's Pete Arbogast will be on the show. We've got to check on the Buffalo Bills later this morning. They have had uh, an interesting offseason, to say the least, after another early-for-them playoff exit. Some off-field issues, some on-field concerns, some coaching changes, and now through two preseason games and a good chunk of training camp, There are issues on the offensive line. There's issues at linebacker. There's issues in the secondary. And it's got me a little worried about the Bills atop the AFC East and inside the conference altogether. We are also again this morning debuting a new segment. It may be a one-timer. It's called They're Listening. And it involves myself and Pete Pilati and those that are listening. That's coming up next hour as well. Later this hour, we've got a champ. We've got a chump. And we've got Justin Tucker, Ravens kicker. Rapping about fried chicken from a convenience store in Baltimore. Yes, that's a true sentence. You will hear the audio confirmation of it coming up here shortly. But we begin this hour on the PGA Tour. And where, oh, where has Pete been? Could it be that Pete the Body Bilotti, who is not, I repeat, not a compulsive gambler, despite mounting evidence to the contrary, of parlays and home run picks and seventy five cents here and a dollar twenty-five there. He's not a compulsive gambler. But would a non compulsive gambler have gone to the BMW championship, the second, the middle event of the PGA Tours FedEx Cup postseason this past weekend, I believe in Chicago, the Chicago area. And would he have stood along the ropes, and maybe good-naturedly, maybe not, just made it be known loudly enough what he was wagering on said hole? We've had a couple of conversations recently about just how dangerous things are going to get as sports and the betting industry just get further and further into their love affair. We have, is is it still seven? Did I miss more last week? Iowa State and Iowa players? Who are betting on their games, your games, my games, and using their parents' accounts because they're not young and they're not old enough to place those wagers? Facing charges, facing NCAA expulsion, we've got a growing list of NFL football players, and there's a couple of guys who are on both of these lists apparently, um, who are gambling in the facility illegally on their team illegally. It's a lot. There's a lot going on. Some of these dangers are were foreseen. As this began to take shape, some unforeseen, at least for me, what's apparently going on in golf is unforeseen. Now, we also discussed Phil Mickelson recently. Gambling and golf have gone together. That's not new news. Guys bet on holes when they play with your buddies, on tour, whatever. We know that that's, there's money being exchanged by golfers during playing golf. And obviously, we knew that people were betting on golf while watching golf professional events. But we've had an influx now apparently of issues for the pro golfers, the PGA Tour golfers, and it's come up a bunch over the weekend. Max Homa talked about it in Chicago. And there's apparently been either people watching golf, the fans on the course, either rooting for a player by saying, hey, I got 20 bucks on this pot for you to make. Or apparently Max Homa says a guy yelled as he was putting to shank it, to pull it left, because he wanted to win money on home and not I don't know if the, what the guy's bet was, if it was just on the putt, if it was on his position, his score, whatever. But now we've got golfers being possibly distracted by people who are right there because they want to win money either officially through FanDuel, Drekkings, whatever, or with the money they're they're changing hands with with their buddies. Now I'm sure again. All of those things have already been happening, but there's definitely more people in general gambling now, so it's happening more. It appears to be happening more freely, it appears to be happening more loudly. And you know, I've yelled things at sporting events, but they're not at golf events, and therefore, there's other noise around me, and there's no way when I'm yelling brick when there's somebody at the free throw line late in a basketball game or there's a pop-up over the infield and I'm hoping somebody drops it and I'm yelling drop it, drop it, drop it, drop it, drop it, or that's fallen. Those guys aren't hearing me because the entire stadium is making noise. Their teammates are yelling, you got it, I got it, whatever. They don't hear that. But at golf, when everyone's being quiet and Max Homa is starting his pullback on his putt and somebody goes, shank it. That's going to be heard by Max Homa. At least the guys that yell Baba Booey basically wait until contact and that you're used to that. But when a guy's like straight heckling you with money on the line, that's a thing I didn't see coming. And then John Rom was asked about this yesterday as the tour switches from events. Now they're in the tour championship. I think that's in Georgia. Um, to the end of their regular season, end of their postseason. He said this happens all the time. That every round and every event, like, he hears betting comments from the gallery. And, again, some of them are positive. Some of them are, hey, I got money on you, John. Let's, you know, make me money. Make me money. And others are just guys, their buddies, making a bet on a putt or whatever. But because, again, it's golf, you hear it. Or that straight heckling with people trying to influence the golfer to win the bet they placed with their buddy through fan duel, whatever. And I don't know what you can do about that. Now, the PGA swears, even if there has been an uptick in any of this, that it's not an overwhelming thing. It's not reaching epidemic levels. But what would be the solution? You're not going to stop gambling. I guess theoretically, I don't even think you could stop me and Botcher or standing on the 18th green from betting five bucks on who's going to be closest to the pin or who's going to get that like that's you can do that too you can't stop
4: me from that maybe you could stop it digitally like there's like blackout areas for gambling some places or you have like go to certain places to put the bet in but
3: then you can still go back to the hole and be like i just put you know 100 bucks on you to fit, to not you know to miss the
4: cut so well, at that point i don't on the make side, it i'm on the side of it's a mental game also if you can't handle a random person doesn't even know you saying that, I think that that's on you.
3: So I don't fully disagree. I think the problem is in golf, because the other 99 people around you are being quiet, your one loud comment has a bigger effect. You might still, in a basketball game, a football. You know, basketball you're really sitting close, baseball you are too, you might still hear a voice or two cutting through the noise, telling you you suck, you can't throw a strike. Miss a free throw. I mean, we've seen NBA players too much in recent memory. Almost fight people in the stands. So I know that you can be heard, but there's a difference. And we had what was the Kawhi's daughter screaming during free throws during a yeah, playoff DeRozan, game. The Rose's yeah. daughter. That's who it was. Um, so like, I, I know those things can be heard, but it, but that takes something unique about a voice and the situation that to cut through everything to get to the player. When you're standing on the green and no one's making noise, and one dude out of nowhere yells something, it's startling. Whatever they're saying, but then if they're saying it on purpose to make you mess up, to make them win money, that's a that is something that has to be addressed. But I don't know what you would do, shy of muzzling people to actually timeout prevent. Room. Put them but, in a timeout room. But what if they do it and the guy misses the putt? He can go to his timeout room, but he just won his bet. Yeah. I don't know. Shame on Pete and his friends. I mean, theres I get it. You want to gamble, it's your $2, that's fine. But there's got to be rules. There's got to be decorum. And going and shaming a guy on the 15th green in Chicago because you want to win your $5 parlay, it's just not a good look. Yeah, and I don't like the way you're behaving right now. <laughs> You're supposed to be. You're a. You're a leader of men. I don't know if anybody. If you guys saw Hard Knocks last night, I watched the first. I don't know, thirty five, forty minutes on um, on my ride in this morning on the train, and Robert Sala was going through a presentation of what kind of what kind of like competitor are you? And I think there were four tiers. The bottom one was survivor that you just do enough to get by. And that's all you care about. You don't try your hardest. You don't necessarily care about fame, money, attention. You Sounds just, like the Jets
1: for the last 15 <laughs> years.
3: You just want to get to the next day. But it's a negative thing because you, you want to bring people down to that level. You want to bring other people down to coast along with you. Then I think, I can't remember what the next one was. Then there was like competitor. And that's like where you... You don't care about anything else. it's just winning and it's in everything. you want to win at Monopoly, you want to win every rep in practice. you want to win the game, you want to win championships. you don't care about having a hot wife, a huge contract, a shoe deal. You just want to win. And then the top one is commander. You have all of those competitor attributes, but the one addition is you bring people with you. You're a leader. You bring people up to join you in those pursuits. That's what Bilotti is. He's a (laughs) commander. When you're a commander, you can't be messing with other professionals at their place of business because you want to win pocket change on your parlay. Shame on Pete. Shame on Pete. Set a better example. Father of two, leader of countless young. I mean, look, I'm looking at Ryan Botcher. We
4: discussed this. I can't gamble. That's a separate story, but I can't gamble. For legal reasons, you i I don't exist on apps, so you're off the grid. I'm off the grid
3: that fits I'm not, are you surprised by that wall? no, not even a little bit, right? I know the pay in this business, so you got to keep every dollar you can, but regardless of whether he has the money to gamble or not the fact that he doesn't exist like in the ether i'm I'm okay. that yeah totally they, makes they told sense. me to
4: go to like the public records in in New York. And I just, I was like, it's not worth it. I don't care about gambling enough to do that.
3: Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, not, it's not by choice that you're off
4: the grid. You're yeah. off the grid by somebody else's doing? I I don't know. I I'd physically, so I try to sign up for the app. Right. I, I give them my like information. You have a social security number? Yeah, I have the right number. Okay. I, I, I've applied to jobs. I'm good. And then it says, I, I don't exist. We can't verify you. I gave them my license number, everything else. And they still can't do it. I've tried for two years now, and it still doesn't work. Oh, I thought you didn't want, like you were
3: afraid of, I don't know, invasion of privacy, some foreign company or country like spying on you. You just, you tried and failed, and you turned away.
4: I've accepted the fact I've been spied on for years. There's nothing to see here. Yeah, there's nothing. If you're spying on me, you're wasting your time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I physically cannot gamble.
3: So there's no Ryan Botcher paper trail, or not enough of one to get a FanDuel account?
4: Yes. What else have you been turned away from because clear. of this? You know, really? Clear. Yeah. I tried to do it like when I was, it was like 18 when you can sign up. I tried to sign up for that. They said, there's not enough public information on you. Try again next year. I tried again next year. did not work, and it's the same with FanDuel and DraftKings and all that. Can you imagine fighting with FanDuel or DraftKings Kings and be like, listen, you don't understand. This is my social
1: security number, and I need to make this bet right now. <laughs> I do exist. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. This is, I've never heard this before. I've never, never heard before. of this one either. Don't know.
3: So you have a social security number. Yes. Do you, I don't know your religious background. Do you have like a baptismal certificate or something like that? I hope so. That's one of the things I have that proves
4: who I am. Somehow, driver's license, obviously. Yeah, I have a passport, driver's license, social security. I have all of that. If you have a passport, I can't believe that anything else is a problem. I don't want to go to the links to emailing FanDuel a picture of my passport. It's not worth it. Yeah. This is perplexing. I really, it makes it, I was on board with you
3: choosing not to do this. I wasn't prepared for you to be denied these things. And I would think that for the most part, all these places would take your money. Like they'd have almost no barricades.
1: To letting you become a client. And they won't, it's a good thing. That's true. You can bet on anything these days. They'll take a- right. whatever bet you want. You can bet on two kids playing wiffle ball in Minnesota right now. They'll take your money. <laughs> they already got a line on. I Timmy got you, Timmy. Timmy. Roger.
4: <laughs> can- I almost want to fix this for you. No, because I I think I called them one day. Who I was do like- you call? It was like a help number. And I called them. At like City Hall? There's like a public records. People just to make sure I do exist, right? I mean, you went to you went to school. I went to school. You graduated from high school and college,
3: and college. So you have degrees. You, have,
4: yeah. I, I'm guessing you had
3: loans in college. Maybe it doesn't. Everybody no, have no. loans? No. But, so I mean, like you and again,
4: a passport seems to be a hard thing to get. I didn't give them a passport. I gave them license, social security. Yeah, like they have that, and they're still like they this still is not enough. Is, they're like we cannot verify you. That's weird.
3: Is it like your name is misspelled somewhere, like the O and the E are flipped on some list, and it's Hopefully not? Hopefully not.
4: But I can go out of the country, so I'm assuming it's not that bad. I mean, and
3: Baladi verified you to employ you both at his other job, that no one told him to take and this
4: one. Well, that that other one that I could a random person could walk in that one and take over. You should have Pete write you a letter, dear FanDuel. <laughs> this is my me as, personally as, as, as the commander. Because, yeah. <laughs>
3: Pete, the Body of Lottie, Commander, CBS Sports Radio. Uh, when we come back, it's time for Champ and Chump: the good, the bad of the last week in sports. That's next on the DA Show on CBS Sports.
2: Selling a little or a lot.
3: Radio. Only one letter separates them,
1: but they're galaxies apart. One is a true winner, one is a pathetic loser. This is DA's Champ or Chump.
3: Our champ this week comes from Sunday afternoon in Oakland. Baltimore facing the A's and Orioles stud infielder Gunnar Henderson, possibly the AL Rookie of the Year, comes up having already doubled, tripled, and homered. So he needs just a single for the elusive cycle.
1: One and two the count. The next pitch. Henderson hits it on the ground. Fair ball and down the right field line. Henderson around first. He's going to keep on going. Rutschman scores. He wanted a single. He got a double and an RBI, and it's now an 11-1 ball game. The only time you don't want to get an extra
3: base hit. That's Jeff Arnold, who's been behaving himself. so He's allowed to do Orioles games on the radio over the weekend. The TV call included the, of course, he didn't stop at first line. The whole dugout is telling him to stop, is chirping him as he's standing on second, and Gunnar Henderson's looking back, kind of shrugging, sheepish grin on his face, because he never for a second thought about stopping at first. The game was out of hand. They didn't need the extra base, which furthers the idea of just stop, take the single, get your cycle. But it's a rip down the right field line, past the first baseman. It's got double written on it the whole way. Had he needed a triple, it would have been a kind of ball where you tried to go for three, maybe gotten thrown out, missed the cycle. But here he is eating just a single. He's got at least that. Doesn't have to go to second. But he goes to second because he's just playing baseball. But he also ends up accomplishing something that is more rare than a cycle. There have been since 1901 300 cycles, including the postseason. The game that Gunnar Henderson had on Sunday, if you want to give this a clever name, like a Gunner cycle or something, only 44 times since 1901 now. Somebody had a home run, a triple, and multiple doubles. The last such game was a decade ago. David Wright, our new friend, who was here two weeks ago with us, uh, did it for the Mets back in 2013. Gunnar Henderson for just simply playing baseball, going to get his double, not stopping for history. That doesn't really mean anything. He is my champ this week. That's DA's champ. Your chump is also from baseball, and it's a whole group of chumps. Bad umpiring is not new. But with all these new systems and grids and computers and whatever, we know how bad these guys now are. And it's no longer just Angel Hernandez. There's CB Buckner. There's Laz Diaz. There's Junior Valentine. It's happening every day, but it feels like since Friday in particular, I've been overwhelmed by the accounts that I follow to track this with atrocious umpiring. Not just missed calls. Every umpire is going to miss calls on the black, on the border, up, down, inside out. If, if you're watching at home... And the ball is within a ball's width of the strike zone. Like, that's good. Like, that's margin for error for me. We got guys calling pitches shin high, shin high, couldn't reach it outside, knocking me off the plate, calling things that were never strikes. Strikes. There was a play the other day in the Yankees-Red Sox game. I don't remember if it was Saturday or Sunday. But there was a pitch that was in the strike zone by multiple inches. The batter put his head down, started to walk away. The pitcher began to walk off the mound. The catcher stood up. It was the final out of the inning to throw to first and leave. And then they all realized that the umpire never called strike. And they all kind of turned and looked. And he goes, it's a ball. And then I think eventually... It might can be uh, confusing at-bats. Either this situation or another where the missed call then led to a Rafael Devers home run. The amount of bad umpiring at this moment seems to be out of control. Worse than I can remember. And there are too many guys umpiring who we know their names and their faces because they're bad. It's just not good for baseball, and I don't know that they care. I don't know if they want this to build up, so we're not going to be angry with robot umpires and review systems and guys, have you seen this in the minor leagues yet? Batters are touching their helmet asking for a check of a pitch, but that's coming, and we need it. MLB umpires, and there's too many of them sucking, they're my chump this week. That's DA's chump. Class is now dismissed. 855-212-4CBS, 855 212 is the number, at CBS Sports Radio, at Andrew Bogish on Twitter. I don't think DA asks for your suggestions for Champer Chump. I think it's just his, his area on these shows. And Wall asked me the other day about Momentous Monday. Now, that is something that Sean and I, mostly Sean decided that we weren't going to do when DA wasn't here. That was specifically a DA thing because it connects to his good buddy Mo. So if you've been wondering where that's been, that's why we don't do it. It's a conscious decision to leave that one to D for DA. But obviously Trash Tuesday, tomorrow's the Thursday. Thursday, Target Demo Friday, Champ or Chump, they all continue. Uh, so whether or not you can suggest one, send us your, re- your normal nonsense on social media and whatnot. Later this hour... Uh, maybe a new champ, maybe a new chump, depending on how you take this. Justin Tucker, who I love. I have a strange affection for him, much like my ridiculous defensive running backs and weather people. I will always come to the defensive kickers because everybody likes to, you know, one on them until your guy misses a huge kick, and then they are the devil, they're the enemy. So it pays to have a guy who doesn't miss, and nobody has not missed better than Justin Tucker in recent memory, maybe for forever. Uh, I'm not kidding. My good buddy, Kadri Ismael, who uh, I work with at times during the college football season, of course, a Raven. Great. Covers the team now still. We've had more than one conversations about my adoration for Justin Tucker. And I may or may not be disappointed that Kadri has not brought me some kind of Justin Tucker memorabilia by now. But As much as I love the guy, I didn't know what he did on the side when he wasn't kicking tremendously important field goals for the Ravens. But he's a showman. He's a salesman. And he's been pushing coffee and pastries and ready-to-go meals for years in the Baltimore area, showing off all these non-kicking skills. And I was alerted to this only last night. I checked with DA to make sure that's never come up on the show before before I was around, because it goes back five or six years. I don't remember last week, so we did it two years ago. I wouldn't (laughs) remember it. And he said it's new to him, too. So it's new to him. It's new to me. It might be new to you. We'll do that in a second. Uh, But here comes again the TV star, the asset, and soon to be my guest on side B of the PGP, which you'll get later today. But for right now, he's got your headlines. Here's Greg Caserta.
0: So I'm conflicted about this. Please. I was I was told by my um, my my inner circle that I should retire the asset moniker. Really? Yeah. That I that I'm I'm too big for it. That the asset is beneath me, and that is you've,
3: you've gone past I mean, asset.
0: Uh, yeah, because it's just a childish, um, immature thing. This is a tough one. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it because it came from a really good place. It came from two people that I trust immensely, but I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like
3: it was very short lived, and I don't think I am ready to see it go away yet. I mean, maybe I am misreading the way you are handling it, but I always took it as a fun, yeah, tongue in cheek thing, which means it could be never ending. Like if you really deep down, like believe, like yeah, man. I'm the bleeping asset. No, no, no. I don't then believe that. Need to I, be don't walk believe, back I don't believe a little that
0: bit. at all. I don't believe that at all. It's not like I'm now living the character.
3: Right. Like, like, it's you're not, not one of those. Call me asset. He right. shirt, though. <laughs> he but, does have a shirt, but the shirt's funny. I mean, Well, you've yeah, got two
0: shirts, actually. I, I have two shirts, yeah.
3: I'll
0: probably wear one Friday. But here's the thing. It's irrelevant without the video stream. If I don't... It's just, no one it's, knows. It's just any other shirt.
3: Yeah, I had Boyle's shirt
1: off on Monday because there's no stream. <laughs> It's yeah. why I'm wearing my DJ Lemayu. I can just get away with it now.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Like you call me the asset. Billy is the one who really pushed for this whole thing, so he still calls me that. And obviously I'm I'm regarded that way by important people. Right. I in mean, the you, in the business. So And you
3: are an asset.
0: And I'm an asset. I've been told that by more than one person. So I just call you Greg. Yeah. Because <laughs> you've never viewed me as an asset. Just Greg. Just another guy.
3: And so, it's hard to argue against Billy Jacques alone. I mean, of I, all people, I, I'm assuming, right, I'm assuming your wife is one of the people who have said maybe we should get away from the asset, maybe a, a parent, a sibling, a right. good friend. Could be one of, or both of those, yeah. Right, voices that you would normally trust, percent. do you trust them over
0: Billy Jacques alone? I don't think I do, no. No, when it comes to matters of the radio station, if there's a guy what? that I would trust, he'd be in my inner circle.
3: He's one of my if not my closest friends here. This is like picking between your children. Yeah. Do I trust my significant other, sure. my my parent, or my Billy Jock alone?
1: Yeah. Billy I mean, Jock alone, all the uh, way.
0: Billy could be a star on this show and he chooses not to be. He just loves being a peripheral guy in the background. Correct. So like he's he's just he's great. So like when he says, oh,
3: look who's here, it's the asset. There's gotta be something to that. I don't know. I mean, there are people here who, again, showed up in tuxedos to interview <laughs> for Sean's job. We're bringing in PowerPoints. Uh, we're calling in references, making phone calls. You know, can you put in a good word for mm. me, this or that? People who already have good jobs here are like, I want to have that job.
1: And Bill is like, I'm good. I'm chill. I'm fine. He's got his gallon of water. He goes to Dunkin' around this time right. and does his minutes, and sayonara.
0: I said to him today, Isaac, because he... Uh, He's one of those guys that never really put weight on over the last five years. Like, True. he's one of the few guys. Yeah. And I've, I said to him, like, I've been working with him for over five years. I've seen him eat one sandwich in that entire time.
3: He doesn't eat. He's one of those guys. You know what? That's a good point. And he was a big proponent of a long, for a long time of Donut Fridays. But now that I think of it, I don't know that he ever actually nope. went and got one. He drinks protein shakes. And used to smoke cigs. Yeah, used to love ripping cigs. Yeah, but that stopped. right? And, and s- sometimes when that stops, that's
1: when the weight goes up. Put the weight on. No, he's lost weight. Yeah, it's the same thing when you quit drinking. Apparently, your uh, craving for sugar go- uh, skyrockets. Really? Because that's what you're missing. Sugar. He's an amazing person. I
3: again, I don't. I I can maybe hear where your people are coming from. Mm-hmm. But they're not Billy. They're not Billy. Nobody is Billy. Is Billy even out there to listen to this right now, or is he maybe on one of his sabbaticals?
0: He's definitely out there. Okay.
3: I don't know if the speaker's on in the newsroom, though.
0: Oh, that's a good that's a good point. It shouldn't be. By the way, I don't know if you listen to Friday's show. I did not. I'm sorry. Um I, I didn't think you would. Pete Pilotti did. He texted me a couple times. Always. Naturally. Listening. Um there were points where Botcher and Carlos were legitimately concerned. It was more me No, No, Carlos. not about my personal life. <laughs> oh, that, you, that was something else. He was concerned about my personal life because I brought up an argument that I had with Aaron on the air. So I made for good fodder, but he was looking at me like, yo, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. They were concerned that I didn't talk enough sports. No. Yeah, yep. they they kept saying sports, sports, and I I
3: didn't <laughs> talk enough sports for their liking. I don't think... This show has ever hit the correct breakdown of sports versus other things.
0: It was the perfect Friday show. Like those these few times now where I get a chance to sit in that chair and host, I
3: think Friday is the perfect day for me. It's the perfect day for anyone that's not DA. Yeah. Like I actually as much as I love hanging out for these 4 hours and leaving at 10:01 it's or 9:58, um 5 three days is a lot. Give me give me every Friday is fine or every Friday's summer nice. Friday you show up, you sit down, you have the whole week to work off of, a guest yep. or two, and all of a sudden it's your weekend. Yeah,
0: I get why I get why he would take off on Fridays. Yeah. But I also get why one of us schlubs would sit in that chair and go, This is great. Correct. Just that one day in and out. Yeah.
3: It's like have a day off too. Yeah. I love it. But I so
0: thinking about this. You know what?
3: We need a poll question. Is this the poll question? Oh. Does he keep the nickname? Do we, do we keep or retire the asset for Greg Asurda? It'll be up momentarily at CBS Sports Radio. Now, I will say this. I don't think that this vote has to be binding unless you want it to be. Unless no, you not would, at all. Okay. So this is more of a suggestion than anything else. <laughs>
0: Nothing I say on this show is binding. I think that's why I enjoy <laughs> I it so much. that's the disclaimer that's played <laughs> as the show
3: starts. Nothing means anything. I think that's why I love this job so much. Because nobody listens and cares. Yeah, that's a huge part of
2: it.
0: <laughs> Carlos mentioned something at some point Friday. He's like, you know, and if the bosses are listening, and I just went,
2: <laughs>
4: that's a good heat if check. If
2: the
3: bosses are listening, come on, funny guy, you. The only way to tell when a boss is listening is when I'm sitting in the newsroom and I can hear David Marinick, who has <laughs> as unique a laugh as anybody. Oh, it's wild, and he is completely down the hallway. I mean, I don't know, I'm bad at this. Is that 150 feet away where his office from from the newsroom? I would say so. Right? That's a good yeah, good guess. And when he laughs at something, I can hear it like he's sitting next he's to me. He's a hyena. That's sure. how I know he's listening. If he if there is no si- if there's silence, the fans on down there.
1: He- hmm. th- this side could be on fire. Somebody walks by. It's a little hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> what is that?
3: Well, <laughs> oh, that's the CBS Sports Network studios. That's where "Time to Shine" comes from. That's my favorite thing. Still, we're on year eleven, and when Sales gives people tours, they tell us that this studio is CBS Sports Network, not CBS Sports Radio. Still, CBS Sports a- Network, which is a thing. It's not just the wrong title. It's not even our- the right medium. It's a it's a thing that's not us that exists somewhere else on a different medium. But thank God for those progressive reads. Speaking of which, here's headlines. Well, Bogish, as Saul
0: Rosenberg of the Jerky Boys famously said, ah! I'll sue everybody. Punitive damages here. To college football we go, and Reggie Bush is fighting back against the mighty NCAA. He is planning to file a defamation lawsuit today against the infamous governing body of college athletics. Quote, This lawsuit is based on the NCAA maliciously attacking his character through a completely false and highly offensive statement that was widely reported in the media and substantially and irreparably damaged his reputation. That's according to Bush's attorney's law firm, McCathern PLLC. Although college athletes can now receive benefits from their names, images, and likenesses through activities like endorsements and appearances, NCAA rules still do not permit pay for play type arrangements. This was the NCAA spokesperson in that statement that is now under question. The NCAA infractions process exists to promote fairness in college sports. The rules that govern fair play are voted on, agreed to, and expected to be upheld by all NCAA member schools.
3: Clearly, none of us are lawyers, yep. so I don't. Understand all of this, but I don't understand Reggie Bush's argument over and over again. Whether it's in a courtroom or just in a microphone, it doesn't matter what the rules are now. The rules then were the rules, and you broke them. Yes, I don't. I don't understand if the rules change, and they were some of them were dumb. But like, did he got a house? for point like dude, right i mean I le- dude
0: i've got what am i missing so yeah so he's going to speak at a news conference at the uh, LA Memorial Coliseum this morning so we'll see if we get that although he's not going to be speaking at 7 a.m. No, that'll so, be tomorrow's cold open uh, that'll, that'll, Stay tuned. there there you go uh so this goes back to having his 2005 Heisman trophy uh reinstated he forfeited the trophy in 2010 after a four-year extra benefits investigation determined that he and family members while he was at USC, accepted cash, travel expenses, and a home in the San Diego area where his parents lived rent-free for more than a year, and they were also given $10,000 to furnish.
3: Right, which is still not allowed. <laughs> it like... was definitely not allowed back then. I don't understand I, I don't what know. he wants
0: here. I mean, I do think he should have
3: his Heisman Trophy back. Right, So, like, I, and that's the thing I think, part of my frustration, too. He has, like... In reality, all the things he wants, Sure. like we all think the punishment, like vacating wins, and we saw him be amazing. Right, he can like he in my mind Heisman winner. I get like I get Always. it. Like I don't, yeah. I didn't take those things away from Never. him. Never. So I like he ha- almost has what he wants, and he's still fighting for it on really crappy ground. It's almost I don't like he's it's almost
0: like he's looking for he's not obviously, but it's almost like in a weird way he's looking for financial compensation. Like these guys now were making money. I had to do I had to do it sneakily and under the table. (laughs) I want money on the up and up. It's like Uh. this it's
3: a very strange thing. And he's and he works, right? I mean, he's not hurting for money. He hasn't he right, he's on TV?
0: He was. He he might have been cut by.
3: He's not on the F S one thing anymore. I don't think so. But like it's not like he's destitute and he's grasping at every last straw to find money. Like he's he's Reggie Bush still. Yeah. I also think he's married to a woman who looks a lot like Kim Kardashian. Really? Which is not a coincidence. Let me pull this up. He has a type, huh?
0: We'll, we'll get to her later. She's really not that important. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a, a, <else. laughs> what do you do? I'm married to Reggie Bush. <laughs> cool. Anything else you're good at? Nope. Elsewhere in what used to be the Pac-12. <laughs> uh, girl
3: cheeses. I can make a girl cheeses.
0: Washington running back Cam Davis is done for the season. He suffered a lower body injury during camp. The sophomore was expected to be the feature back this season for the 10th-ranked Huskies after scoring 13 touchdowns as a freshman last season. And finally, NBA, the Players Association, will file a grievance disputing the $100,000 fine for James Harden over his comments after the Sixers failed to trade him. This was all in response to Damian Lillard's trade request from the Trailblazers. The NBA sent a memo to all 30 teams last month that any player or his agent who makes public or private comments indicating he won't fully perform the services called for under his player contract in the event of a trade will be subject to discipline moving forward. Here's some of what Harden said.
2: I've been patient all
0: summer, so uh, for me it's just uh, focus on what I can control and that's uh, you know working out, staying in shape, and uh, getting ready for a good season.
3: Too late to repair the relationship? Uh,
0: I think so. So the memo goes out. I don't understand why I'm being fined. $100,000. Of course, the only team hardware in Harden's collection, two gold medals with the U.S. men's basketball team. The one Olympic medal came in the 2012 London Games. Just a a team guy and uh, really selfless. So I really wish him the best. Really pulling for him. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Get him his freedom. Yeah, best of luck. Doing him dirty. Again, another team. Shame on them. Go, James. All right, without further ado, well, of commercial break, and then without further ado, it's Justin Tucker doing ridiculous things on Baltimore TV next on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, hey, everybody. Final few minutes, hour two of this Wednesday edition of the DA show. Ryan Botcher was here, then I showed up. Kevin Wall just returned. That commercial break went fast, but that's good because... You need to hear this audio. Now Brian Edwards, loyal listener, good buddy of the show, sent me a message on Instagram last night. Watching the Orioles game, this commercial popped up. There's a ton of them you guys need to discuss. Royal Farms is a I guess a relatively regional convenience store chain in and around the Baltimore area. So Ravens kicker Justin Tucker has a long-standing relationship as a commercial actor for Royal Farms. There's a lot of them Some of them are kind of just straight performances where Justin's introducing you to their new coffee machines or telling you about the new items in the to-go case or whatever. There's a little acting in some, and it's very little acting from Tucker. This one, though, this is everything. And this one is old. This is five or six years old, so maybe you've heard it. I hope you have not. It's new to me. It's new to the show. It's amazing. This is Ravens all world kicker Justin Tucker rapping about, I think, fried chicken.
1: Hey, Justin Tucker, you just bought some Royal Farms world famous chicken. What are you going to do now? No. No. Got some chicken in my hand, gonna eat it, understand? It's crispy, golden brown, moist and tender going down. Royal Farms. Royal what? Royal Farms, world famous. Chicken legs, chicken thighs, don't forget the western fries. Don't you wish you had some too? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Royal Farms. Royal what?
3: Royal Farms, world famous. Chicken that's real, real what? Real fresh, real fast.
2: Royal Farms.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm on, I don't know viewing 13 of that and it still leaves me dumbfounded. I'm starting it again. So I can fully describe to you what's going on here. The commercial starts with Tucker at the counter. He's handed a box of this delicious, famous Royal farms, fried chicken. He does a peculiar, like, cause the question is, what are you going to do now? And he, Oh, what am I going to do now? And then everything drops away and he's on a stage. There are strobe lights. Instead of a microphone, he's rapping into a chicken tender. <laughs> he has back three backup dancers who are holding sodas and bags of chips. They're the ones going, royal what? Royal forms. He's got his hair gel back perfectly. He's doing the whitest
1: guy dance moves ever. I just... I can't get over this. You know what this reminds me of? You know, when May? I was like... Yeah. Okay. Me, or me uh, doing karaoke. <laughs> but I remember as a kid, you know, watching Nickelodeon and all that, and they had those cheesy child rhesus Puffs, you know, early 2000s commercials where you just see... Dancing like the kids are eating the, you know, the cereal and all them, that. Right. beat them
4: up, them up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Royal what? Royal I, Farms. And again, this is from, according to the YouTube video, this is six years old. Shame on all of us. Uh, how did we, in particular this show, live life for the last six
1: years not knowing this was a thing? This is his greatest accomplishment. The heck with the 66-year field goal you know against Detroit. I
3: think you're right. I think you're right. I think I'm jealous of the mid-Atlantic region. If you have a Royal Farms near you, I am I thought Wawa was the end-all be-all, but maybe I'm missing out, and Royal Farms is the place to go. And as Justin Tucker might be the best kicker of our lifetimes, Wall's right. This is Justin Tucker. Actor, rapper, Salesman, then he's a kicker.
1: The Buffalo Bills, are they in trouble? That's next on the DA Show.